been a while, y'all. You know, I've been avoiding the podcast. I won't lie. You know, Twan's been trying to get it going. I hadn't really been with it because Dallas is sorry as hell. Um, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. So we're not going to – I don't even have no topics. I just want to start voicing my opinion on everything I feel. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. We suck. I'm talking about <laughs> I have never been so pissed about. I done waited all this damn time for football season to come. All these summer workouts, you're trying to keep up with stupid stuff. And then you got this shit with the coach, and they hired his coach. He want to come in and implement these old ass, old school mentality and all that. Man, Mike McCarthy sucked. Okay. I don't want to hear nothing else about, well, nah, he just ain't got the players. He, man, damn that. The man got the best roster you could probably put together with money in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Now, don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of injuries. I get it. We didn't lost an entire offensive line due to either retirement or just injured reserve. Okay, cool. Uh, we didn't lost some defensive players. Okay, you know it happens. Nobody stays healthy. Every team's got injuries. But we, even when Dak was playing, which I'll get to that in a second, even when Dak was playing football, we are getting 40 a game dropped on our head. 40, not 35, not 38.5, 40 points a game. We could have kept, kept Jason Garrett for this shit, Twan. Honestly, we could have. Hey, 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 but hey, before you continue your rant, I just want to say I told y'all so. They should have kept Byron Jones. They should have paid Byron Jones instead of other people. What in the hell would that have done? He ain't even been playing. Yes, he has. Ever done. since he came back from the Dolphins, they ain't lost. Their defense been going crazy. They've been locking down on defense. He is way more valuable than Ezekiel Elliott, who y'all been have you seen playing, they play? Keep going. Continue, continue. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Who the hell have they played? We're talking about he didn't shut down somebody. Uh, Kyle, I mean the Forty Nine. Yeah, fig- yeah, figure, yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Okay, Forty Nine. Oh, and who was there? Who was there? A one receiver on that team that just it's played not, such a difference. It's not that he shut down the A one receiver, which he. I mean, he has the ability to do it. It's not that. It's the fact that coverage. Coverage is far more important than anything. Look at look what happened with that. I mean, the San Francisco just blasted the Patriots. So I mean, like it, it, it's all I'm saying is coverage is more important than paying a running back fifty million dollars who are getting ran open, blitz protection, fumbling games away, dropping passes, causing interceptions. But you're right, you're right, you're right. Because Stephon Gilmore, he, he damn sure helped the other day, didn't he? He, he, uh, he shut he shut something down the other day. Yeah, uh, uh, I thirty mean, thirty some he, points. Yeah, but it wasn't points. because Stephon defense. Gilmore. Okay. I mean, it, like had, I it had a lot to do with them throwing four interceptions. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that probably helped. Stephon Gilmore? No, the Patriots threw four interceptions. One of, I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't even, I, I don't know what you expect in the NFL. You're gonna give up points when you give them offensive short field. Jimmy Garoppolo was terrible that game. He threw like two picks himself. He wasn't good. They locked down. They just turned the ball over offense. All I'm saying is, is that Dallas. Made some bad decisions, bad investments. Um, paid the wrong people. They shouldn't have paid Demarcus Lawrence. I was completely against that. I was completely against giving Zeke all of that dang on money. I, mean, I just it just didn't make no sense. The receivers, I love that investment. I thought that was great. But when you had an opportunity where you have a a a, a good cornerback, Byron Jones ain't no great. He ain't a world beater, but he's good enough. I pay him 10 times out of 10 over any running back. You, I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to do it every single time. And now the Dolphins end up playing that same Patriots defense. Now that they got him back healthy, 
They playing better. They they not giving up forty points a game. I guarantee if I had Byron Jones, y'all would be giving up one hundred seventeen thousand points a game. But you know, whatever y'all want to do, I let y'all live. But continue your rant. Continue your rant. I, I don't no 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 no. Rant. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get off this Byron Jones. This this is stupid because you're not gonna say and tell me we're gonna pay his sorry ass. We don't even really play he's it all. Sorry. Games. He stay he stay hurt. Number one. He don't clamp nobody, number two. Terry McLaurin was having his way with him last year. I don't want to hear that. I'm not paying him all that money for Byron Jones. Different scheme, just... different scheme. Okay, so we should have so we should have paid Byron Jones. Mike McCarthy would have done what with him? All I'm saying, he'd been playing 10 times. All I'm saying is he'd been playing thing. 10 times better than Trayvon D. whoever the heck else y'all got out there. Look, look he's from Florida. <laughs> That's what you expect here. But to continue, um, it's time to it's time to fire sell everybody. Um, I don't want Zeke blockhead ass. I don't want Amari Cooper soft ass. I do not want Demarcus Lawrence. He sucks. I do not want Leighton Vanderesh. I love him, but he can't stay on the field. He stay hurt all the time. I don't want Tyron Smith no more. He can't stay healthy. Uh, Lionel Collins, uh, whatever. It, it's gonna happen eventually. It's you know, I don't know, but the main thing I wanted to get to. I don't know what draft pick we're getting this year. I love Dak Prescott. But if we end up getting a top three to five pick, we got to let Dak go. Got to go. I hate to say it. Only because of the fact that he's a great, he's a great leader, I would say. He seems like a good guy. Won't get in trouble off the field. I think I can trust him. But if I've got the chance to rebuild and get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I don't know much about the other kid, but I'm going to have you talk about him in a minute. But Who, Trey I, Lance? Yeah, I don't know much about him. I'm going to have you talk about him in a little while. But yeah. if I can get one of these new quarterbacks, I'm going to take the chance of giving them that Ricky deal, whatever it is, instead of paying that $38, $40 million and putting that money somewhere else. But again, that depends on what kind of draft pick we get. But yeah, I'm ready to fire sell everybody. Now, let me get off Dallas for one second because as as much as we suck, there's one team in the NFL that sucks worse than us. Okay. There's one team in the NFL that all of y'all seem to love so much. And y'all have the nerve to laugh at me when we lose a game. But they don't understand this team is breaking new ground. They are inventing new ways to lose games, and I love it. Who was that team, Twan? I mean, you said the worst team in the NFL? The worst team in the NFL. Well, yeah, by I, far the worst team in the NFL. Don't care. The don't, don't care anything about your semantics. The who am Jets I talking? are the worst team. Who am I, who am I talking about, Twan? <laughs> well, I know who you're talking about. Who am I talking about, Twan? Call I know who you're talking about. I know you're talking about that. Call first the birds all, out. Jets, I don't, first of all, first of all, second, first of all, let me call start the birds out. Listen, listen. First of all, Trayvon Diggs ain't from Florida. Don't be slandering us like call that. Call Number two, out. the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. But number three, I feel the Falcons suck. And Them and dirty really, damn birds. And, and, it's, and it's not, man, you know what? It's, it's, it's so crazy about it. It's like. They they just they just not a good team. They have talent. The crazy part they have talent. They're gonna be in every game. They're gonna be right there, you know, winning games and then. But they just find a way to lose. They don't do the right things. Um, and I think that that you know that 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 you know that's a cultural problem. 
that they probably have to have to address. But you know, to me, like I, I don't like they have. To, I got when I look up and down that roster, they're either really good at the position or they have a position. Uh, they're at a position where they have potential, and that's like a kind of a tricky place to be at. But I mean, they're 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 going to be in cap hell next year. I mean, they really can't get rid of Matt Ryan unless you actually trade him. Um, and you know, somebody's going to have to want. It. I think there are probably a couple teams out there who would do that. But I mean, you have so much money tied up into a few positions. That man, they're gonna be in hell next year. It's just, oh man, Atlanta. They, oh, they in a oof. And I, I, just, I don't understand how they lose these games. The Bears game, just terrible. The game yesterday was just awful. The Cowboys uh, losing to Detroit. The well, yeah, Cowboys start, game. Yeah, start with that one. Oh man, right and it, that, that's what makes it worse. It's not that they're just losing games and they cannot play. They're literally that they left. I mean, those are three wins they should have had. You know. And they just let him go. Todd Gurley and his great UGA education. They listen. This is the part that killed me. This is the part that killed me. They told him before the play not to score a touchdown. Like I just heard that news today. That was like you know he was told not to do it and he still did. Like I'm like man, come on, bro. Like it's just it's just like you can't you can't mess it up any any worse than that. And then, of course, defense still got to go out there and stop him, make a play they weren't able to. Kenny, Do- Kenny side note, Kenny Gallup today is a beast. <laughs> and um, and uh, Matt Patricia, he's an awful head coach. He needs to get fired. I, I don't know who's calling the plays. They're getting all conservative, running the ball, getting the ball to DeAndre Swift and yeah. and to um, and Adrian Peterson when Matt Stafford cooking. These receivers going off, and they want to run the ball. I'm like, God, Detroit is uh, – I mean, they really weren't helping matters, but yeah, the Falcons, man, they are in a rough, rough, rough spot. And yeah, they they are in a position where they can get one of these quarterbacks, but it ain't like they could free up space and get rid of Matt Ryan or or do it unless they trade him. You know what I'm saying? And, and at that point, to take on that contract, you're just gonna have to get get him for you know something, you know, either not what you can maximize him for. So yeah, man, I let's oof. let's do that right quick though. Let's go. Let's hit that right quick. So you mentioned trading them, and I was I was against that too. I think there's two main trade targets they have, and that's Julio and Matt Ryan. Um, now, personally, I think Matt Ryan can still play somewhere and be effective. Uh, oh, yeah. If, if you had to pick, let's say, one or two, let's say two or three teams that you think he'd fit on, where are you going? Oh, uh, well, I'm, well, for Matt Ryan, I'm definitely saying uh, San Francisco. Okay. Jimmy G is not good. Um, Kyle Shanahan, last time they were together, Matt Ryan won the MVP. Um, Matt Ryan is a still a, a, a good football player. I don't care what nobody say. I mean, a lot of a lot of the issues really aren't his fault. He misses some throws from time to time, but, I mean, everybody does. It just doesn't look as good when you're not winning games and you're struggling. Yeah. So, like, you really need everything to be on point. So, when he does mess up, it looks really bad. So, I can really see him going to, you know um, – San Francisco, when it comes to Julio, I mean, Julio's going to make everybody better. I want in Baltimore to make a play for him so bad. I hope they still do make a play for him since uh, A.B. is going to Tampa now. And um, Julio's pretty much the best player on the market. I mean, if I'm, if I'm, you know, the, the Ravens, I'm, I'm selling out. Because you look at – I think when it comes to Baltimore, you look at their, their receiving group, like you look at all the top fifteen, top fifteen to twenty teams in the NFL, Baltimore's receiving group is the worst, and I don't think it's pretty. They probably have the worst receiving group in the NFL. 
I don't think I can think of too many that are, are bad. I mean, the Patriots are bad. Uh, the Jets are bad. Uh, I think I agree with I, you, though, because, like, that's the – we'll get to it, but that's the one thing I think about. Well, I'll, I'll just wait till we talk about the Ravens. But because uh, we'll just – instead of just doing games, we're just going to recap probably the whole first quarter of the season. But, yeah, yeah we, we definitely got to talk about that because uh, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, continue. My bad. Oh, no, but that, those are the only two spots I really can see for them. You know, Trey, I can see them trying to move on from Keanu Neal. I can see a lot of things that Atlanta can do. But at this point, man, it's just – it's rough. They do seem like they're playing – I mean, they're playing good football, but it's just like they're just finding ways to lose, and it's just – it's bad. Um, they are so, inventing I mean, new ways to lose football games, and I'm yeah, for every bit of it. Because if we going to yeah. suck, they got to suck too. Like, imagine being an Atlanta fan. Like, like from Atlanta, you're a fan of Atlanta sports. Like, don't win anything. The basketball team sucks. Ever. Uh, I mean, don't, don't get me started on Luca versus Trey Young. Do not get me started on that. I'm actually they not too mad at that no more. I mean, well, I, I was never really Luka mad better, at it. Luca way better than Trey Young. Not, not saying, yeah, not him. saying he's not, but Trey's entertaining, yeah. though. Like, he is entertaining. I always say, if my team can't win a championship, at least be entertaining. At least be somebody I want to watch. And, and I'll be damned if I don't want to watch Trey Young. Oh God, <laughs> that boy gets. Do you want to? I, I don't want to watch him more than I want to watch Luca. Personally, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, All Star game. Uh, he playing like. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad. I mean, I, I'm saying all I'm saying is they they had the better player. Luca is better than him. Period. So but, that's what they should have stuck with. But Luca made it very clear he wasn't coming to Atlanta. At least the well, at least the agent did. I'm gonna say Luca, uh-huh. but the agent did. So I mean, we we know Mark Cuban's got the the international connect, you know, whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, I think he made it extremely clear that, hey, y'all can draft me all you want to, but I ain't coming. Like, Yeah, yeah. well, whatever. I would have – ain't no way here. We would have found a way to make that work. Uh, yeah, they would have had to sell me everything. But, anyway, um, yeah, just imagine being that fan. The Braves lose, uh, blow that lead. They had uh, – the game they lost to the um, – you know, the Patriots a few years back, uh, losing in the Super Bowl <laughs> to the Packers um, way back when. It's, man, 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 man. Tell you what. Well, it must be like, I'm telling you, Atlanta ain't been right since Prime left. You said the Packers or the Patriots? When they lost to the Packers. They lost to the Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They're both in the NFC. How, how can they lose the Packers? Hold on, what did I say? I mean, the Broncos, my bad. Okay, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, my bad. The Broncos, they lost to the Broncos. That's crazy. I, I, yeah, they lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's just what a mess, man. What a mess for Atlanta. Hopefully they can get their stuff together and uh, feel, feel kind of bad for their fans. But Nah, I don't feel bad. Good. For what? Hell. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Fuck, I feel bad for it. I mean, yeah, and listen, y'all ain't been right since Prime left either, so it's just, I mean. All right, so let's do this. If you had to, I'm uh, telling y'all, if you had to draft Florida State players, they'll they'll get y'all teams right. Yeah, because y'all win anything. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, Florida State players, they lead right, the way. So let's do this. Devontae Levin, Falcons been garbage. So let's do this. If you had to be the G, I won't say GM. If you had to. If you had to be the head coach of a team going forward from here, from right now, this is that spot. Atlanta or Dallas? 
where do you where where do you feel like you had a better chance of winning? Or just just in general, I guess. What do you have a better chance of winning? You can you can tear down the whole like roster. I, you can do whatever you want to do, but where would you want to be though? I feel like I, I can manage the situation better in Dallas. Um, hmm. I mean, they have cap issue. Well, that's what I'm thinking um, too. The cap. Yeah, they have cap issues as well, but a lot of that can get cleared up by just letting Dak walk and drafting a quarterback. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how the season ends. If Dallas just loses out and they're not competitive and they win two or three games and they're picking the number three, then I'd rather have Dallas than Atlanta in that situation because it's really hard for me to get rid of Matt Ryan. Now, if I do find if, I, if I'm in Atlanta, I can get a trade partner with Matt Ryan. I can get a first round draft pick. Then I will take Atlanta all day because I can dump him. I have a, two first round draft picks, um, freed up cap room, and I like my chances with uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, all of those guys. I would take my chances with that, and um, and you know you can use the other first round draft pick for whatever because they had a receiver. Uh, I mean, I like Atlanta's receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Hayden Hurst. Um, I, yeah, I, I'd rather take that situation. Then you're set for the future for a long time. But Dallas, I mean, they got so much money tied up in Zeke. I'll be trying to get rid of him and getting out of that contract. Man, that's just tough, man. I wouldn't want to be – that's like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. So let me ask you this, because I don't really know how the contracts work. When it comes to guaranteed money, that money either – has that money already been paid, or does that mean the other team you come to has to have a share in that too? Do you know how that works I, by chance? I, I'm not fully 100% certain on how it works. I know every situation is different. Okay. So sometimes I know if they trade, sometimes people trade and the contract is included with the trade. Um, sometimes people try to renegotiate before a trade is made, a new deal before they get cut outright. And it's just like like a lot of dead money against the cap. So it, it just depends on what the contract is. So it's kind of like you have to actually look at the, the details. Like go to like overthecap.com and just see like how much it would cost for them to cut this play and like how much you would owe them if you cut them and all of that stuff. That's what I was wondering about because I would say just based off this, I guess kind of based off the strength that if I had to pick a team, I think I would much rather – be the coach of Atlanta because I don't think they have as much money tied up as Dallas does. I know Dallas having the new Zeke contract. Like I said, I don't know how the guarantee money works, but I don't know if that means they've already paid him, Amari, uh, Tyron, uh, you know, all those guys to guarantee if it's already paid or if that's the new team of Harris that I don't know. But when I think about all the contracts Dallas has to get rid of, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'd rather deal with Atlanta and just get rid of Matt, get rid of Julio, and then I feel like I could start fresh because Gurley's only on a one-year deal. Not hell, no, Lord knows I ain't bringing his dumb ass back. <laughs> but, uh, I guess like you know AJ Terrell, you know Ricky. I think a lot of folks would want to build with him and Calvin Ridley. You know, so yeah, I like uh, I like it. I, I, I do. I like that, and I like um, what's his name? Uh, I like I like Sheffield. I mean, they got pieces, man. I like that. Like both of like covers linebackers. Yeah. They're not bad. They're not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, shoot, since we're on the NFL, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I would say tell me – give me, like, three teams you think that's been the most impressive in your eyes. 
or, or I want to say three teams. Give me three storylines you think has been the most impressive storyline so far that caught your attention. Um, right now, um, right now the biggest storyline to me right now is if I had to get my MVP vote, it's going to forty-three year old Tom Brady. Uh, he's playing lights out. Like the some of the throws that he's making right now is just incredible. Um, gee, I, I'm so impressed with them, uh, with Tom Brady and um, Tampa Bay and their defense. So I'll say the Bucks, uh, definitely. I think the Bucks right now are the best team in the NFC. Um, right now, I don't think it's close. Um, the next most impressive thing I would say, um. Hmm. I want to say uh, I think Matt Rule uh, and the job he's done in Carolina, I think that's been really impressive. Um, uh, the way they've been so competitive. Uh, I know Christian McCaffrey's been hurt, but, you know, uh, if anybody know me, y'all know how I feel about running backs. And I like good running backs. He's a great player, but I just don't believe in paying them all that money because – the production just, I mean, the value just isn't, doesn't warrant the pay that they get, that some of them get. And uh, we see that clearly in Carolina. Not saying that the, the Davis guy is better than Chris McCaffrey because he's not. But um, I think Matt Rule, because I don't, I don't know too many people that expect them to, to compete to the way that they are right now. Um, I certainly wasn't thinking that. Um, but the, he has those boys playing some really good ball. Out there in Carolina, and then I would say the last thing, the biggest shock to me is I, the biggest, most impressive thing to me, I think by far right now, is the play of Justin Herbert. I did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> the stuff that he's doing out there, playing like I mean, his ball placement, driving the ball downfield, his athletic ability, like he does make like two or three stupid dumb throws. You're like, what the heck? Why was that? But then you also got to remember, like he's a rookie. Um, he was thrust into the starting lineup, and but he really has those guys playing ball like they are. They are like a force, and he doesn't have his high paid running back, and they're still doing good winning games. So um, I'm I really like what, and I think you know Austin Eckler comes back because he's such a, a good threat, not just as a runner but as a receiver as well. Like I I really feel like they're going to be really big time. Um, those I think those three are the most impressive things and and surprising things that I've seen. Uh, so far this year. What about you? Um, I think for me, uh, I, I think I kind of agree with a good bit of what you were saying. Um, I think with the uh, the Carolina Panthers thing, I think part of the reason why Carolina looks so good to us also is because Atlanta looks so bad to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think because of when we did our little preseason rankings things, who's going to win division, I know we kind of had uh, Carolina at the very bottom. But uh, right. like I said, I don't think anybody imagined Atlanta would be one in five or one in six, whatever they are, though. So I guess that would, you know, naturally leave Carolina space to kind of play better. I think Teddy's played pretty well. I didn't – not that I guess he's lighting the world on fire, but he's – He's being a pretty good game manager, but he's going downfield more than I ever thought I'd ever see him do. I don't remember him ever going down the field a lot. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, I'm surprised by the Oakland Raiders a little bit. Not so much that they're at least winning a few games because of – I know you said some players make dumb throws. Derek Carr, uh, 
I'm used to seeing him just play bad, I guess. And I guess seeing him not play as bad, maybe it's because he has competition. Maybe it's because, I don't know, he's just finally. John Green. Yeah, maybe something's starting to finally, you know, light a fire under him. Who knows? But, I mean, uh, like, I'm surprised by the Raiders a little bit. Like I said, they're not lighting the world on fire, but, you know, just in general. Um, I think two things for me is the Chiefs, their running game. I think they're unstoppable. I know I said before the season that Pat's the best quarterback of all time. Can't say greatest yet. Don't have enough rings. But the fact that he's actually got a running game now somewhat that, you know, Clyde was he last into that role pretty seamlessly. They got Le'Veon Bell now and, you really don't know what to guard with them. I think that's just crazy to me now. Um, and I don't know if it's the player of the year, but DK Metcalf, I think uh, whatever lab they made Julio and T.O. in, he was made in that same lab. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of folks probably didn't seen the highlight by now of DK Metcalf running down Buda Baker, which I believe is one of the best safeties in the game right now, if not the best safety. But – the fact that this man had to run through other people just to get to him and the way he hauled him down, that shit was scary. Like, and that was a hell of a game last night, too, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I agree with most of what you said, so it wasn't too much left. But yeah, I think that is kind of at least surprised the hell out of me. Uh, what's disappointed you? Um, if you had to get like one or two things disappoint you this year. Um, disappointing things are um, definitely would say the, the of course, the, some of these crazy injuries that we've seen. I, I, I don't want to like overreact to the injury because like when you really sit down and think about it, like these injuries happen every single year. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say, uh, but still, you know, it's still something that that you know affects the season pretty pretty severely. So I would definitely say the injuries, uh, very surprising. Um. Carson Wentz's decline um, in play is uh, very surprising. Now, granted, Carson Wentz is dealing with a lot of players, you know, on his roster that are injured. But um, I think even when you take that into consideration, he's still working with – I still doesn't excuse some of the plays that he's making and some of the decisions that he's making. Um, so – I'm very – that was very um, – it's disappointing to see what, what Philly's doing. I thought that was going to be – I mean, just the whole – I mean, the whole NFC East in general is disappointing. Um, <laughs> I like I like Washington's defense, their D-line, and how they get after it. Um, I think they're, they're pretty good over there. They just need more weapons to help out uh, Terry McLaurin. And um, I don't know, they, that to me, they're a team that don't, really doesn't need to be trying to – trying to win too many games this year because they need to be in play for one of those quarterbacks. I think that'll help them out a lot. And then I would ask um, the last most disappointing thing. Hmm. I don't know. There, I mean, there, there are a couple of things. You know, the Patriots offense is, is really disappointing. And um, that that's really kind of tough to watch. The uh, I mean, the Falcons. Oh, gosh, the Falcons are disappointing. It's it's just a lot of stuff, man. It's 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 a few things that disappoint, like how um, Beckham Mayfield, how underwhelming he's been. He's basically, I mean, went from being a potential good player to just a a true game manager at best. Like he's he's turning, he's Kirk Cousins, is what he is. 
But, you know, you see, that, you know, the Falcons 1-6 and, and, like, how bad Jimmy Garoppolo is. So it's like a little cluster of things that I've that has kind of, like, blown me, you know, from, you know, how these guys have been playing. I'm curious about your Patriots take. So what's what's been disappointing about that? Um, To me, um, I would say that the most disappointing part of it, obviously I know it's going to be hard to repeat the same thing that they did last year as far as defensively. Um, that's really hard to duplicate on a year-in, year-out thing, a basis. But I think that what, when it came to – it's disappointing because I thought they had a better plan for what they were going to do offensively. And it's pretty clear that they didn't have a plan. Um, it was kind of bringing Cam Newton, have Cam try to win you some game. And Cam has been pretty – he's been he's been up and down, but he's been, for the most part, like he's been a quality quarterback. Uh, he's carried them at times a lot. And um, Cam looks like Cam to me. Um, but, like, when, I, when you just look at his weapons, the people he has to get the ball to, and I'm like, maybe they know something I don't know. But when you look at them and how they're playing and performing, it's just so lackluster, man. It's, it's hard to look at. It really is hard to look at. And granted, yes, Cam did go to the Super Bowl with throwing the ball to Ted again and Devin Funches at receiver. He did have Greg Olsen. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did have Greg Olsen. Did have a good running game. Um, uh, had a good defense with him too. So it's, man. Um, I I don't know, man. I just thought they had a better plan. And even with Funches and Gin, at least when Gin was out there, you know, well, we got to watch out for him. He's probably the fastest person on the field. Like when the Patriots on offense, like Cam might be the fastest person on offense for them. <laughs> like it's that's how bad it is. So it's like, yeah, I'm very, 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 very. Um, disappointed in that offense and, and the things I've seen from now. What about you? Um, I ain't gonna say say disappointed, but uh, I guess things I don't really care, or I guess I kind of felt like we we would see. I think the Ravens' offense this year, I think it's disappointing as hell. It, it I mean, now I know you already said I need more weapons at receiver. I get it, but um, yeah. If it wasn't for this defense being souped up like it is now, especially with Yannick Ngakwe, you know that I still understand how the hell they pulled that off for draft picks, but but whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like that game against Steelers this week it might get a little interesting. The Steelers losing that they lost Devin Bush. So I know that's gonna hurt a little bit, but I, I I don't know. Like part of me tries. I'm trying to figure out how the hell are the Ravens supposed to win games if they're ever behind. Like I don't. I don't, I don't know if they even are they built for that. Now you're a Ravens fan. Are you a Lamar Jackson fan? Are they built to win from behind? Because I don't I don't see it. They um they they don't have enough they don't have enough talent in the, uh on the receiver uh, with the receivers. Uh, Hollywood is Hollywood. Uh, I think he's gonna be a great player. Um and I know he's scared the heck out of defense, but he's just one guy. Everybody else is just kind of like. Like it don't even matter, you know. Mark, and, I mean, Mark Andrews is really good, um, but when you look at it, like offensively, they lost a Hall of Fame guard, and they replaced them with a rookie who's playing terrible. Um, that's what that. I mean, that's that's really kind of hurting things. Um, when it comes down, the run game doesn't matter to me that much unless uh, unless like you're either really good at it or really bad. If you're just kind of like a middle of the road run team. Then it's kind of like whatever, I don't care. But like Baltimore is a team that can thrive off the run game, and 
they had Mark Ingram taking up way too many carries from running backs that are better than him. Uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are clearly better than him. Um, faster, everything, anything you want. They're the two best backs on the roster, but they're still giving Mark Ingram 10 to 15 carries a game, and it's just, those carries are wasted um, to me. Um, I think Mark Ingram would be better fit in a role where he can be like the third down back, you know, come in on situations like that at this point in his career, not being the lead back. It's just that those days are over with. Um, some of it falls on Lamar's shoulders. Um, missing throws here and there, um, miscommunication. Um, yeah. yeah, here and there. Just missed some here and there. I mean, he had drops, got miscommunications, guys running the wrong routes. Miles Boykin, I don't know what the heck he do. He's doing like he's literally <laughs> out there blocking on passing plays. He's blocking on passing plays, and um, I will say that I like Devin Duvernay. He reminds me now. I'm not saying he's as good as him, but he, he his playing style reminds me of Percy Harvin a lot. It's like a mix between Percy Harvin and, and a little bit of Steve Smith. That type of playing style mm. um, is what he reminds me of. But, like, he needs more touches. Like, he needs to be on the field more. Like, get this man off special teams. I want to see him as no gunner. Like, lead that to these other guys. And, uh, like, get him on the field more. And um, they need to make a move for Julio, man. Because if you're in competitive games, you, I mean, you, you got to be able to, you know, have guys that are going to get separation. That's, to me, that's the most important thing for receivers to be able to get open. You know what I'm saying? More than anything. Like, you got like, – I don't care if you run a 4-1. I don't care if you run a 4-9. Like, can you get open, though? Can you get separation? Are you going to finish and catch the ball and be where you're supposed to be? And I think they have an issue with that, um, getting separation and guys getting open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest struggle. But, you know, when you actually look at the stats right, right now as compared to where they were at this point last year, they're actually kind of similar. Like, Baltimore started picking up, like, as time went on. Uh, last year, and they were just steamrolling, you know, teams like mid from like the midpoint to the end of the season. That's when they were really steamrolling everybody. So, you know, it's not too bad. So I, I mean, I, I guess that I guess they're probably taking a wait and see approach. But if I'm them, like, man, you got to get on the phone. You got to get a receiver in here. Like, I don't care if it's Kenny Galladay, uh, Julio Jones, Oof, Galladay. Um, wow. uh, who else? Who else? Oh, any of those receivers down in Houston? They got them all. Amari Cooper. Amar, whoever want to come, they need to try to make a play for one of these receivers, ASAP, um, because they need some help <laughs> bad. So that I think that's that's what's going on with them in their, in their offense as of right now. I'm glad you mentioned Houston because I was gonna get to them next as being like, I'm not saying they're disappointing because I expected them to be sorry, especially with well, I ain't gonna say sorry, but I expected without DeAndre Hopkins for that offense to, I guess, struggle a lot and them not to win games. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins would even help the team they have now, honestly. Like, I, I don't really – I don't know if he even would have helped. But um, is their receiving court that much of an upgrade compared to the Ravens? Who? Houston. Oh, heck, yeah. Houston has a great receiving group. I love that room. I love it. Do you? I love them. Fuller, Cobb, Cooks, and uh, Steels, I love it. Okay, I love it. I mean, I, I don't know how many I get. They can go four deep with four legit receivers. All of them that speed. All of them get open. I mean, you know, their offense really hasn't been a problem. They just have one of the worst defenses that you'll ever see. Well, so I think know, that's you must have seen Dallas. I have seen Dallas. They probably have the worst defense you'll okay. ever see. But Houston ain't far behind. Okay, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Um. Let me see who else is on this list that we could probably talk about. 
Bring on Dez. I don't think he'd answer, but bring him shit. on. Good luck. Give him a shot. <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah. No, nah, this ain't really a disappointing thing. I think it's kind of a – I think it makes football way more exciting. But I feel like this year more than any. Um, do you feel like we've seen way more late-game comebacks than any other year we've ever seen? Really? Mm, no. I just think it's, more, it's recency stuff. Like, we – we see them all the time. Like, I like if you go and look at some of these quarterback statistics and like go to like um, uh, some of these stats websites where you could just like go track all of their stats. Like, go look at some of these guys' um, comeback wins and like some of the random quarterbacks. You'll see have so many comeback victories. Like, you'll be like, who, why? And um, like you just you never would think about. It. I just think it's just because we're seeing this stuff now. You know. Uh, I, I, we're seeing it now, so it's like more, like recency bias. So I don't think it's anything. But I will say I have I have noticed that defense, not just Dallas and Houston and a lot of other teams, defense in general has been pretty bad this year. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed I don't know if you have too that the ref. It seems like the referees aren't uh, calling as many penalties this year. Like I don't see as many holdings and all this stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot of terrible calls I've seen regarding roughing the passer though. Yeah, I'm talking about game changing stuff that I'm just kind of like, hold on, how in the hell could you ever even like like some of this stuff? I I, I am still kind of like, okay, this is only getting worse. Like literally yesterday during the Falcons Lions game, I think it was a third down. AJ Terrell sacked Matthew Stafford. He didn't necessarily hit him up high, but Stafford kind of lowered his head a little bit, and AJ Terrell made contact. He didn't go head first or anything, but because of the fact that their helmets did touch. They threw the 15-yard penalty, and the Lions scored the touchdown afterwards. But it was kind of like you you see the replay over and over and over. You got the announcers. You got even the referee that's helping the game. Like, hold on, that's a, that's actually a bad call. But um, I, I don't know. Like, I I know obviously they got to let the guys play. Uh, but, yeah, some of this, I don't know. We'll see. That's just referees, though. They're not going to be perfect. We're never going to get anybody perfect. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, let me see. I think that's around about it, at least for I guess teams I'm just curious about. Um Odell Beckham got injured toward the ACL yesterday. Um he's out for the year, of course. Uh is Odell Beckham's time in Cleveland now over? Only way they can get rid of him is if they trade him. because um, his money like he had an injury guarantee. Um, like, you know, as far as like the money, the amount of money he's gonna make. It's protected by, uh, you know, from you know him getting hurt. He's still gonna get his money, so they're stuck with him as far as that. It's like they, it's not like they can cut him or let him go or anything. So they have to trade him. Um, if somebody's willing to take on thirteen million dollars with a guy coming off of ACL, then you know, so be it. I don't. I mean, there may be a team that's out there willing to do that, and I, I mean, I think he can help teams. You know, and I think there are guys who would love to have him, but. Um, it's I I I will say this. I hope his time in there is done. I'll say yeah. that. Say too. what you want to. He built. He built for. He built for prime time, and a big market. Yeah, I, I want him to be done with that too. Um, it, it kind of actually feels like the problem. Well, I don't know what the problem is, but I feel like Odell's gonna mess around. And be one of them players that we always say, "What if." Like, what if he made it through a full season or what if he got with a quarterback who he can get on the same page with? Because um, I think 
at the end of his career, more than likely, the antics will outweigh the his actual play. I mean, he'll still be probably a huge name, you know. So when he gets older and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if his career is gonna go the way some of us thought it might go. Um, let me see what else. All right, so Cam obviously came out, uh, I guess today, and said he fears he's about to lose his job uh, due to performance. He uh he basically admitted that he hasn't had the best season, but also that he feels like he played pretty well. I think he kind of just echoed that. And so, um, Patriots, let's say move on from Cam. Is Cam's time as a starting quarterback in the league over? Hell no. Uh-uh. No way. No way. Absolutely okay. not. I like um. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, I'm just, I'm just. The more I think about it, there's so many people that Cam is better than right now. Um, no. Uh, so you can see him starting on the team next year. Oh yeah, I can actually still see him playing in um in New England. I can see him playing um. Where else could I see him at? Uh, any team that I feel like they're close and they're willing to commit some time, you know, they're going to be new coaches getting jobs at places. I, if you surround Cam with some weapons, I like Cam. Um, now you talk about people make some inaccurate throws at times. Cam is that guy, but he also does things that nobody can do. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I am big time ready to, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still rocking with Cam, man. I, I ain't gonna give up on him like that. All right, so I'm since you said that I'm looking I'm looking at the teams in the NFL. I don't really see one team we can go to. That that's not gonna already draft somebody for next year. Like we got Herbert, we got Fields, we got uh Trey Lance. I'm sure there's probably somebody else, but I don't see no way he's going to one that he can play. All right, he he, okay, well let's just go down the list. Is he better than Baker Mayfield? Uh, nah, I don't think so. I mean, mm, I think I he is. Think I, I think he is. Okay, so let's go here. Do, is he better than? Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you say you think he is? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we he can scramble. You know, we we know that. But as a thrower of the football, I I mean, I, hey, I'm what not, what? I'm not saying he's better, but they're not. <laughs> he's not. Look, they're if they're not the same. Then I, I don't see any reason why I bring him in. Cam, like I mean, Baker got two basically two all pro receivers to throw the ball to, two Pro Bowl caliber tight ends to throw the ball to, two Pro Bowl caliber running backs, and he's still out there playing like trash. Give all that to Cam. Put that around Cam. I don't, I'm not something. Uh-uh. I would want Cam. I take Cam over Baker Mayfield any day. That's just me. Just from seeing how off some of these throws be, though, like I, I'm supposed to spend him to get. But it ain't like the receivers <laughs> open. Like, who are the receivers? Gunnar Olsinski? Like, come on. Well, it ain't, it ain't I, I get, no, I get that. I get that. But put it like this. The week when they lost, last week when they lost, when he had Nikita Aerie on that out route, that out route was about 10 yards off. Yeah. It's a fourth down. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get that. And then also, yeah. most of the picks that he threw yesterday, two of them was just he just threw the ball in the air. I mean, I mean, I understand giving somebody a chance, but who the hell are you throwing that football? It's three, Nick. It's three people down there. Who uh, are you? I mean, I, I get to? it, but I mean, Baker Mayfield does that every single game. Every single game, he does that. So, so then, I, so then I, I wouldn't say he's better. I'm I just mean, saying. I would because then Cam got that the ultimate 
killer, his running ability, uh, his ability to make plays outside the pocket, breaking through sacks and stuff like that. I just would rather have Cam. I think that would help. To me, Cam is better than Baker Mayfield, and it ain't particularly close just to me. But, uh, okay. okay, is he better than Phillip Rivers? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go down the list. We can do that. So, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think they're the same. I think I would rather – I think Josh Allen is still overrated. Um, I think – but going. they're pretty much the same player, though. Okay, that's cool. I'm going with Josh Allen for the future, though. Okay. Because he's younger. Yep, yep. He okay. has me in the house. I'll I wouldn't argue it. with that. Uh, Tua, since Dolphins are next No, one. Tua, Tua. No, I'm keeping right. Tua the young – none, none of the rookie contract quarterbacks. Uh-uh. Right. Sam Darnold. He's not going to be there next year. So I'm He's not, but – You know, Trevor, Justin, whoever, right? All right. We, we safe on that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Big Ben. Mm, he wouldn't start there. Right. Lamar Jackson. Nope. All right. We already touched on Baker. Uh, Joe Burrow, rookie. We already touched nope. on that. Uh, Tennessee Titans. So, Ryan nope. Tannehill. Nope. Okay. Uh, now, Phillip Rivers yes. is going to be on next year. Yes, and Ooh. I would take him there. He's better than Jacoby Brissett. Well, what I'm asking is, what I'm asking is, is Phillips more than likely gone next year. Um, do you think the Colts even entertain a quarterback, or probably not? As far yeah, as yeah, I, I think they should. I think they will. And I think they should. You think that, that mean the the Colts even like their two losses really you could just put that all on Phillip Rivers? <laughs> okay, okay. So we got one team, uh, Deshaun Watson. Nope. nope. Okay. Jacksonville, uh, yes. I was about to say, I'm expecting them to draft a QB, so I wouldn't even place them there. Like, I'd expect, you know, one of those top QBs to go there. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Pat Holmes, obviously not. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Marcus and what's his name? Uh, Derek Carr, so I'm not No, nah, Marcus about there. to take that job, so no. All right, whatever. Justin Herbert, I think. Nope. Yep. Uh, the, uh, Drew Locke. Yeah. Can I take Cam? Are you, take him there, are you bringing I'll, him there to start, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. All the little weapons he got. Oh, yes, uh, two running backs, but to help out in the run, the run game with uh with Cam. That's going to be just being back there with Cam going to help him out. Absolutely. I love Cam in Denver. I'm iffy on that because he's, he's here, too. We don't. Uh, Oh, boy, Quentin Sutton's hurt, so we haven't even really seen him. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm iffy on that one. But, okay. We'll say two teams. Uh, all right. Next up, we got the NFC. So, the Philadelphia Eagles. You got Jalen been drafted. Jalen Hurts. Well, they, are, they already got their quarterback and their quarterback of the future, so no. Okay. Uh, he better the than Kyle Allen. The Washington Redskins, yeah. I was about to say. You taking them there? Yep. Okay. I'll take them in Dallas. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, Tony. I will take them in Dallas. Well, so you want to have Cam for $5 million? No. What? I'm just you want to take back Cam on $5 million? I'm bringing Dak back. I'm bringing for forty million dollars. You rather have Dak for forty instead of Cam for five? Man, look here. Man, you lost I'm not your drafting. Mind. A, if I'm not you drafting, you lost your mind. You can if fix I'm your defense. You can fix that sorry behind defense. If I'm not drafting a quarterback, ain't no way in hell I'm about to go get some Cam Newton. He ain't gonna hit none of them receivers. I done spent all this money on. And oh, put money yeah, yeah, cause Dak. Okay, no. okay. But that what? But that what? Okay. Don't, say, don't even don't get crazy. But that what? Mm-hmm. But that what? But Dak what? I right, listen. You like Dak Prescott 
the deck for MVP talk was was strong for a good yeah season. yeah him and the autumn games he was winning okay. I mean hey putting up four hundred yards a game four touchdowns hey, yeah four interceptions hey, it was getting hot all uh, I know going. all uh, I know all I know is Cam Newton at five million dollars is a deal I would I would not ever pass up for Dak at forty million. Dak Prescott is not thirty five million dollars better than Cam Newton. If you think that, you've lost your mind. Shit. Couldn't, you couldn't even come close to fixing fixing the defense. All right, so Daniel Jones. Uh, no, nah, no, no rookie contract quarterback. So I'm not even going to entertain that one. You just even did that, you just did that with Drew Lock though. Yeah, but he wasn't a first round pick, and I don't know. Mm. All right, uh, let's go to. All right, this gets interesting. Just Chicago Bears. Yep, they should have got them last year. This, I, I mean, they should have got them this season. I agree. Um, so we got three teams so far. The Green Bay Packers is obviously nah. Not they got their quarterback and their quarterback of the future. So no. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Nah, Matt Stafford ain't playing bad. All right. The Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely. <laughs> you crazy. Absolutely. You, you trying to piss Eric off. I ain't mad with you. <laughs> no, I know. So you mean to tell me Kirk Cousins, who making 30-something million dollars, is better than Cam Newton, who making five? <laughs> Man, ain't no way nah, Kirk Cousins think, one of the worst quarterbacks Cam, in the NFL. No I way. think Cam is better. So you got it, okay. whatever. So it's four teams. All right. Uh, let's see. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, they got Tom. It's no. The New no. Orleans Saints. Nope, I said no. About a second, you know Jameis the God is there. So yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, that's who Dallas need to trade for right now. If it, yeah. we want to save our season, we gotta go get Jameis. We gotta get it, get it right. I mean, I, I don't think that. I, I think those are really pretty much the only teams, except for San Francisco. Out of the rest of the teams that's left in the NFL, only San Francisco is the only other team that I put them on. Even the Rams. Yeah, Derek Goff is fine. I, I don't think quarterback is that important for guys like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. They make quarterbacks look way better than they really are. Okay. In my estimation, from what I've seen. So does John Gruden. He's the same way. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah, it seems like we got about three to four teams that possibly he could go to. Um, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, man. What What is your outlook on going forward? What are you expecting, you know, from the rest of the season? Um, are are you liking? Uh, are you thinking that you know the teams that are pretty much separating themselves are going to stay there? Do you see any moves? Anybody coming on late? I'm expecting. Well, as a whole, I'm expecting defenses to get a lot tighter with things. Um, I I try to tell myself the first quarter of the season is going to be the the getting to the getting acclimated phase where you know COVID nineteen kind of halts a lot of training camp and stuff. So. I said first half of this first quarter of the season, you know, defense is probably going to get a lot of points dropped on them, but now it should get a little tighter. Um, it's might I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think I'm willing to bet that the Dolphins win the AFC East. Hmm. I'm not sure. They're only two games. Well, yeah, technically they're only two games behind the Buffalo Bills, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of – I still feel bad about the Tua thing only because Fitz, uh, he – I mean, he seemed to have the team's heart, you know, in a way. So I kind of feel a little weird about the whole Fitz thing and Tua, but we all know what's going to happen eventually. So um, I'm excited to see what Tua does this week against the Rams. I think that's going to be super interesting. 
Um, as far I as I wouldn't have brought him back versus versus Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I would have waited for sure. Um, going forward, I think the I think the Steelers are pretenders still. Um, I think the Ravens are going to end up winning the division. Agreed. I think it's going to come down to Kansas City versus Baltimore at the end of the season, and I still believe Kansas City is going to be that team to to finish it out. Even though Baltimore's got a hell of a defense with without Yannick Ngakwe, but um, yeah, I still think Kansas City's got it. And the NFC, I still don't believe in the Packers. Um, I the Bears also. I feel like that's the the worst five and one team ever. Like I don't understand or even know how, but whatever. Um, I'm kind of expecting it to be Seattle at the end of the season, uh, going to Super Bowl for NFC. Who they'll play against? As much as the Bucks are the trending topic, I still don't think it's the Bucks. I think it's somebody else for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think Seattle's gonna go there. Um, if you had to pick an MVP today, I think you already said Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I probably I. Definitely be heavily leaning Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm heavily leaning. It's Tom Brady for me. Who would you say for defense player of the year? Buddha Baker. I was about to say. I think Buddha up in that. I got, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Buddha's been nice. Uh, your rookie of the year. Um, if Tua plays well, would you actually give it to him over Jake, over Joe? Over Joe? I wouldn't give it to Joe right now. I'd give it to Justin Herbert. I think they'll give it to Joe only because that. It seems like they always give it to the quarterback who starts the season. Like, mm. like to me last year, I didn't think Kyler Murray had that amazing of a season to get rookie of the year. But he should and uh, and he he shouldn't have won it anyway. Josh Jacobs should have got it last year. Yeah, but, but Josh Jacobs didn't finish the season. He I think he missed the last two games or something like that. I don't remember, but but yeah, uh, you said you get Justin Herbert though. Yeah, I would definitely give Justin Herbert my offense rookie of the year for sure. Okay. Uh, Defensive rookie of the year would go to uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Though, oh yeah, yeah, not even close. I think he's he's running away with that. Okay. Um, obviously, I get my prediction for I guess what's going to happen with the wins and losses. What what you got for like uh, your, I guess the rest of the season if you had to give something up right quick. Oh, I think um, if I had to pick right now, so say for uh, like division winners, I think uh, in the AFC, I think Baltimore's going to win. I agree with you that Pittsburgh. I don't know what Pittsburgh is yet because I don't feel like they've really played a really good team yet. Um, but I think Baltimore still is going to win that division. Uh, I don't believe in Cleveland at all, especially now that Odell is gone. They just literally lack any explosiveness now. Like I don't think anybody scares them on their offense. Um, uh, I think. The Colts are going to win the AFC South um, over Tennessee. Don't believe in Tennessee right now. Um, and they, I don't believe in their defense. Uh, but they do have A.J. Green – I mean, A.J. Brown back. And, that, though, man, they just – oh, they got some – there's some hard dudes to tackle on their offense. <laughs> um, yeah. The AFC West, I think, is all, you know, Kansas City uh, easily. Uh, NFC East, I think that's a terrible division. But I'm picking – the Washington football team to win that division right now. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick them to win the division. Um, just because everybody's offensive line is depleted. They have the, the best defensive line. And their offense is not that that bad. Kyle Allen isn't playing that bad either. And they finally got Dwayne Haskins out of the game. So that's a help for them. Uh, the North, I would probably say 
man, Chicago's defense is so good. I just, I, you just don't know what you're going to get with Nick Foles because one week he looks like a Hall of Fame quarterback and the next week looks like a unsigned rookie. I mean, he's like a, Baker a Mayfield. undrafted rookie free agent. Yeah, he looks bad. Baker sometimes. Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, the NFC South, I definitely think Tampa's going to take that. And NFC West, man, that's going to be such a tough division, man. All the, I, I can't, it's hard for me to call it. I do not trust Seattle defense. And Russell Wilson always has these random weird games. He like holding it on to the ball too long, always extending the play too long. Then he makes dumb decisions with the balls. But then he, but he's so good. Like, like to me, he's like the type of player that's gonna leave both teams in the game no matter what. Like Russell Wilson will leave both. Like he's incredibly good. It's undeniable. Not trying to take away from. Like he's he's an MVP candidate to me as well. Even though he had a bad game last night, he's just. I just I don't. He just keeps the other team in the game too much. Arizona, I don't know what to make of them yet. Um, Kyler Murray's been up and down, but his running has been a big help for them. And the Rams, uh, uh, Sean McVay, it's, I, I can't call it, man. But that, that's <laughs> what I think. That's why I think those guys are gonna. I mean, gonna win the divisions uh, going forward. And if I had to pick, you know, pick the NFC West. Uh, uh, say mm, I go with a team with the best quarterback. That's Russell Wilson. So I'll, I'll stick with Seattle. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. In other news, right quick. Um, for UFC fans, we saw Khabib this weekend. Uh, win again. Uh, he decided to retire after he beat Justin Gaethje. Uh, this one was by submission, uh, triangle choke. Um, as a Conor McGregor fan, uh, don't like Khabib, don't like nothing about his fight style. He's boring to me, but, um, it's okay to recognize greatness when you see it. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's the greatest fighter of all time or anything like that. Uh, but I do think it's something to people saying they retire. Um, look. Everybody knows you you supposedly retire just to get more money or to get the next big fight. And it's good to retire if you're 29. No, I understand. But we, we know you're not retiring. It's just like Connor talking about he retiring. We knew damn well Connor wasn't going to retire. He was saying that to get more money for his next fight. And it looks like that next fight might actually be for a title now against Poirier since could be retired. So uh, we'll see how that goes. If, if it is for a title, Connor just lucked into – a bunch more money than he ever thought he was ever going to make. But um, I think for boxing side, I think Javante's fighting soon, right? Yeah, Javante's fighting uh, Leo Santa Cruz um, coming up here soon. Um, just had uh, Tiafimo Lopez versus Vasile Lomachenko, and he actually won that um, Tiafimo Lopez war, unified his division. Um, great, tremendous fight, man. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um Leo, I mean, uh, Tiafimo Lopez is probably in there. He's definitely in everybody's top 10 pound for pound. Not even, no, no question right now. Um, yeah, boxing, there's some, some big stuff coming up here in boxing. <laughs> November, I think the end of November, November 28th, we got Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Can't wait to watch that. Um, Errol Spence is fighting in, uh, December 5th, um, against Danny Garcia. We got also in November, we got Kell Brook versus uh, uh, Terrence Crawford. That's gonna be a big fight. 
And like you said, we got tank fighting in a couple of weeks, man. So I'm really excited about the stuff we're getting in boxing. Uh, Errol Spence is going to be fighting at AT&T Center. I am currently trying to, you know, secure my way of actually making it to the fight to go see it. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely trying to go see that. Okay, okay. Um, for the who was the fight we just saw again? Uh, the Loma was it Loma? Was it Lomachenko? Yeah, yeah, Loma versus uh Tiafimo Lopez. Right, right. Um, some I ain't gonna say some people seem to think, but I did see some differing opinions on Twitter about that fight. Who actually won that fight? Um, <laughs> now I know obviously boxing is scored by rounds, of course, but if there was ever a situation. If there was ever a situation in which, let's say, uh, a boxer won on rounds but thoroughly got their ass beat, let's say, from rounds six through five, six through ten, not saying this happened in that fight, but would you be okay with that person who actually thoroughly whooped ass to win that fight? Or would you be, or do, are you want to believe you got to win the rounds? Like, how do you feel about boxing at this point? You got you to gotta win the rounds, man. You got to score each round, round by round, and then – yeah, I mean, that's the only way you can really look at it. Because if they're whooping them for them four rounds, then, you know, they whoop them the four rounds. But it's a full fight, you know. It doesn't really matter what happened in between. Like, um, I remember Floyd Mayweather, um, he talked about, you know, how all these fighters are good. Uh, it's like when you get to a world-class level, like, the first four to six rounds, everybody's good. The rounds are close. What separates people is, like, you know, once the rounds get later, you know, later on, and you still putting together fights because most cars back they it's a lot of back and forth the first few rounds. You know, it's a fill out period, and then you start to see people start to separate. And I think you know you just gotta. That's why you gotta just constantly just score stuff round by round, round by round, and then that's the best way to pretty much judge a fight. I mean, it's the same way in any other sport. If you know, it doesn't matter what you do the second or third quarter at the end of the game you don't have enough points to win, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, you could be blowing it. I mean, ask the Atlanta Falcons fans. They know about that when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They don't care nothing about how bad they'll beat the Patriots. Was it 28-3 or something like that? Yep. And in the third quarter, yeah, y'all was kicking their behind for most of the game, but you still lost. So, yeah, just go around by round and, and go do it that way. Okay. Uh, before we go, uh, there was – I know it's been since we last potted, so um, obviously there was a uh, there was a so-called NBA Finals going on. Um, huh. LeBron James won his fourth ring uh, MVP as well. Um, to me, one of the funniest things about that ring was that he he said during his post-game interview he wanted his damn respect and. Um, I don't know what the hell that even means. Uh, look, if, if what he's saying, if what LeBron James is saying is that he wants to be remembered as the greatest player of all time, we know that's not going to happen. If what LeBron James was saying is that I want to be remembered as among the greatest of all time, you already are that. So, Tuan, what's he talking about? Because I, I feel like either it's Clout I never know what this guy I never know what that guy is talking about. I just I don't understand it. So I, he's just uh, I, I ain't got nothing to say about him. Well, nobody listen. I'll, let me just throw this stat. First of all, nobody was paying attention to the NBA and the NBA finals. <laughs> and here's the proof. Here's the proof. In 1998, Game Six, Jordan versus the Utah Jazz. 
37 million people in America watched that fight. 37 million people watched the fight. This we're 2020. Now let's go back to 2019. The Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Clay Thompson's hurt. Kevin Durant is hurt. 13 million people still watched it. This finals only five million people watched. Nobody cared. They ran most. They ran half of their fan base off. Then the games were kind of boarded. It looked weird without having all the you know having the fans there to interact. Some of the teams didn't even show up to to actually play anything. So it was kind of like, what the heck are we doing right now? Then, then the, the it's, it's just it was just weird, man. It was just weird. Now, granted, I will say we did get to see some good performances. A lot of guys came on in the bubble, and we did see some exciting things. Like I'm not gonna say that you know there wasn't anything exciting happening, but you know at the end of the day, like nobody's really paying attention to that. You know, so I don't know the NBA man. They they got a lot of work to do and try to you know as far as like building back their brand um, because they really did a bad job uh, throughout this, this past restart. Ever since the restart, it's just been a tragedy. Um, it's, they really got to do a better job, man. They really do. I think, uh, obviously, the no fans hurt the NBA more than I think they could ever imagine. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat. Not a stat, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in a in a uh, in an article I had read that the NBA probably spent three to four times the amount of money that they actually recoup back with the ratings. Um, oh, yeah. Not the least bit surprised because, like you said, a lot of stuff they either ran people off with some of the Black Lives Matter stuff, which, regardless of how you feel, you know that's that's your opinion. But um, I don't think the NBA can do this bubble thing again. I think uh, if they're gonna play next season. It's got to be fans or 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 nothing, because like you said, I mean the the viewership ridiculous, a ridiculous drop off. Now I would say some of that has to do with the NFL, which I get it. NFL, yeah. So don't. There's a reason I think why the NFL, I'm sorry, the NBA is trying to start the basketball season in December, which is like what um, almost a month and a half away. There's a reason they're trying to do that so soon, because they do not want to run into the NFL again. Nope. Major League Baseball, fine. <laughs> They'll play with them all day. But they do not want to play with the king of the ratings, NFL. So, um, like I said, whether that happens or not, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that could change the viewership. Who knows? But without fans, I don't think we can watch basketball again. Um, it's going to be hard for me, at least. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to it's- it's gonna be a mess, man. And I just I feel like they it just they 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 totally missed out on opportunity. Um, so, I mean, like and and there were some NBA Finals games that were like literally there was no other sports competition, and the ratings were so low. Like it was just it was like it would be like a Friday night game, and there's nothing going on, no other sports, no baseball, no football, and their ratings are just in the tank. And the, the NBA really has to do a better job of their brand building um, uh, for next year and um, just get back to get back to the entertainment part of basketball. And, and of course, having the fans there is definitely going to be a, a big, a big, um, big deal for them. So I hope they can get it back together. And of course, you know, they, they have superstars coming back next year, too. So there were a lot of guys missing from the bubble that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. And uh, next season, they, so they do have an opportunity to bounce back. 
um, next year. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do, what direction they're going to try to do. Because, I, I mean, I want the NBA to do well. So I hope they get it together. So follow me with this, because I I don't think the Ravens have everything to do with what we talked about. I think most of the Ravens have something to do with the with who was playing also. Like, obviously, we yeah. didn't have any – obviously, we didn't have uh, Katie and Kyrie. We knew that for the whole year, so that's not really my issue. I think more so with us not having Steph and Clay, again, guys were injured or either injured throughout the year, so they weren't going to play anyway. Yeah, I could see why the NBA didn't see no point in bringing those teams back to the bubble because they're not even in contention, so what's the point? You know, you're trying to manage virus anyway, so okay. But I think most of this has something to do with people already knew LeBron James was going to win the title, um, especially with the fact that we, when we found out we weren't getting Kawhi and Paul George versus the Lakers, like Lakers versus Clippers, I think that turned off a lot of people right then, and that was just, what, the second round? Like, so... I think, not saying the Nuggets are boring, but most people aren't looking to go watch Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Even though they can play basketball, them folks ain't coming to see that. They want to see LeBron versus Kawhi, Paul, and, you know, AD, of course. Uh, with the East, I mean, I'm not sure how many Heat fans there really are out there, honestly. Like, I don't know how many folks want to watch the hardworking Jimmy Butler you know, play in an NBA Finals game, like, honestly. Like, I think most folks want to see LeBron and Giannis or LeBron versus even the Celtics. I don't know if their folks want to see that. But I just felt like a lot of NBA's problem also was just that the teams that were supposed to make it, they didn't make it. So, um, I don't know. Like you said, hopefully they get it They get it together. If they do, cool. If they don't, then, I mean – I got to have something to watch during December, right? I mean, or during January when football season and stuff is probably not playing. So so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, before we go, are you watching any new TV shows or you got anything else you on or what's going on?